Next on BYU Sports Nation, how to validate a top 20 ranking. Can BYU football do that without winning at Washington? The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, joins us live in Studio Beat with stat knowledge to validate your hopes for a BYU win in Seattle. Plus, why booing him only makes one BYU football star happier. And what's the chance BYU women's volleyball runs the table in West Coast Conference play? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, September 26th, wherever and however you're connected it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with ABA basketball historian Jason Shepard. I do enjoy a red, white, and blue basketball. I really wish we could go back to that, like, permanently. Do you know how much the ABA impacted the current state of NBA hoops? It's huge. The three-pointer, the dunk contest, the alley-oop, all from the ABA. Dr. J. From the ABA. He was the first guy to jump from the free throw line. I know that MJ, Michael Jordan, the great one, was his was more, uh, got more notoriety. Mm-hmm. Dr. J did it in 1976. I learned this last night watching uh, a show called Basketball, A Love Story. Yes. And it was about the first ever dunk contest. Dr. J jumped from the free throw line in Denver in 1976. He did it before MJ did. Yeah, it. Th- that's that's back when that kind of stuff, like you had never seen that before. Like this was all new, and it blew people's minds. Yes. Now we're sort of jaded with that kind of stuff because you're trying. Now they've brought in like cars to jump over and you know things like that. But back then, that was it. Oh. They were the pioneers. Absolutely. Artist Gilmore is seven foot two, and for some reason they put him in the dunk contest, and he's <laughs> he's just like jumping up and down, like the most simple dunk ever. George Gervin's like, I don't even know why they asked me to be in it. I had no <laughs> shot against Dr. J. I I love. I had no intention of getting on this show today and talking ABA, ABA basketball. This is awesome. Appreciate the history, people. The the yeah, red, white, and blue basketball. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing No, it. nobody would mind A throwback that. game, I don't Hashtag know. Hashtag America. Hey, a loaded midweek show. Greg Rubel in 15 minutes. The stat that carries extreme significance for BYU's chances at Washington. And Jason, your good friend, BYU defensive tackle and NFL prospect Kairos Tonga on the joys of being booed. <laughs> that in about 40 minutes. <laughs> shall we move to the BYU Sports Nation headlines? We shall. Okay. Number 20, BYU football, now just three days away from their third Power 5 road game of the season. Uh, This is game number five overall. Number 11, Washington awaits this Saturday in Seattle. The game will air live on Fox National, 8.30 Eastern, 6.30 Mountain Time. Women's volleyball wins 3-0 on the road at Pepperdine. Ronnie Jones-Perry led the team with 16 kills, and that leads us to a very early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Last night's win was also head coach Heather Olmstead's 100th victory as BYU head coach. Congratulations to Heather Olmstead. I think 100 wins. Holy cow, that's a mi- It's been three, not even three seasons. Yeah, they've been winning at a very high clip. Sorry, three and what, a third seasons? 
to pick up 100 wins. Is that right? Uh, yes. This is our fourth season. Yes, correct. Yes. So, so, yeah, three in. So three yes. in the third seasons for 100 look, wins. Look, when you're going to the Sweet 16 every year, you are racking up the dubs, okay? Well done. Congratulations to BYU Women's Volleyball and their head coach, Heather Olmstead. Let's keep with the rankings theme, shall we? Brand new cross-country rankings from the USTF CCCA are out for all to behold. The BYU men's team remains number two in the nation. The women's team just outside the top ten. They stay at number 11. Women's golfer Naomi Soifua tied for eighth place at the Coeur d'Alene Collegiate Championship, the first individual top ten finish of the season. As a team, the Cougars finished fifth. The girls will have a two-week break before heading to Seattle. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The opinions on BYU football as a top 20 team are widespread. Near unanimous excitement, sure, across BYU Sports Nation, but a wealth of caution to go right along with it. What can the Cougars do to earn more top 20 validation this week? BYU football analyst and national champion Blaine Fowler added this yesterday. BYU could be respected in a loss. If that game comes down to the wire and and they lose it in a close game on the road at Washington, people are going to still go, Okay, they're okay. And they may even drop back to 25 or maybe even barely out of the top 25. Like but UCLA 2015 this happened. Right. So if they, but then if they get rolling just a little bit and win another couple of games in a row, they're right back in the top 25. So Washington is not a loss to Washington in a competitive game does not damage their ability to get into the top 25 and stay in it for the rest of the year. What qualifies as a competitive game or a close loss? Right now, BYU is a 17-point underdog. They were an 11-point underdog at Arizona, 23-and-a-half-point underdog at Wisconsin, and now a 17-point dog going to play the Huskies in Seattle. So, Jason, what performance does BYU football need to have in order to validate this number 20 national ranking? Look, I I will get to that in a second, but does BYU need to validate it? They are the number 20 team. I mean, it really doesn't matter if there are some that don't agree with it. They are the number 20 team. You could argue they have the biggest upset in college football this year. Oh, I don't even think there's an so, argument. So, that I mean, is the biggest so, upset so in college football. There's nobody, there's nobody else that can claim that they've got a bigger win outside of maybe which was just brought into our ear. Now, somebody, somebody, some of you are saying, hey, what about Old Dominion? That was a home game for Old Dominion people. A home game? For Old Dominion, BYU won at Wisconsin. Yes. Road game greater than home win. So, like, I mean, I I just don't know if the BYU even needs to validate it. But, and here's the other thing. I promise you, BYU's not going to this game going, oh, man, how do we validate our our number 20 ranking in this game? They they are all about getting the win. They're not worried about it, but I get the overwhelming sense that a lot of people that are fans of BYU are saying, I think the Cougars are going to be exposed against Washington. Look, yeah, for okay, why for why those for those that need that validation, just compete with Washington. Blaine said it. Compete, but what that, counts that, is that? That's all BYU has to do to validate that is have a good showing. What does what counts as a good showing? Oh, I would say, I, I mean, be competitive in it in terms of you know not getting blown out would be number one. 
I would say if you're within a touchdown, you're in really good oh, shape. No, no question. No question. I don't even, I don't even want to put that expectation on him. I'd say just I mean, to be, a two-score game. Being able to move the football on offense, keep it close. Look, the, here's, the, here's the thing. For the simple fact that Washington is the higher-ranked team and they're expected to win. By 17? Like, they're expected to win. So if BYU loses, you can't get upset at BYU like, because they weren't expected to win. We didn't just even, keep it close. We didn't even need to put the 17-plus curse on this week, Jerem Jordan specifically. The experts in the desert did it for us. Washington 17-point favorites? Yeah, uh, clearly the Cougars are not expected to win, according to most experts. Neither were they against Arizona. Neither were the Cougars against Wisconsin. So I think BYU is right where they want to yeah. be mentally with that natural edge that comes from being overlooked. I don't think Washington, per se, is overlooking BYU, but clearly most college football analysts and experts are looking at BYU and saying, all right, they got a great win at Wisconsin. They beat Arizona. Uh, they haven't been great at home. We're, we still don't think they can compete with Washington. To validate BYU's top 20 ranking, if the Cougars are within two scores at the end of the game, to me that says to me, all right, they're a top 20 caliber team because they have beaten then number six Wisconsin on the road and they were competitive against essentially another top 10 team on the road, Washington. What else do you want from them? If they, even if they get blown out, I don't think we're going to have a scenario like Michigan in 2015, I don't envision that happening. But even if BYU gets blown up by 21, or it's all about the means. So it could end in a bloated score, but what if it's competitive for the majority of the game? Which I expect it to be. Look, Washington's at home, 11th ranked in the country. Of course they're favored in this game. But I do not believe that there is a 17-point difference in Washington and BYU. I don't. Now, the offense is going to have to play better. It's going to have to be the offense we saw in the third quarter against Arizona. It's going to have to be the offense we saw against, Wash, or, uh, against Wisconsin. That, that has to get better. But I do not believe there is a 17-point difference between these two teams. I don't. All right, not to the same level, but this week's game, as we've kind of talked about at Washington, is, is somewhat reminiscent of playing at Wisconsin a couple weeks ago. BYU, multiple touchdown underdog. Most people aren't giving the Cougars a chance, but we certainly saw how that turned out last time. So, Spencer, how much does the win at Wisconsin impact your expectations versus the Huskies? Well, it changes everything. The minute BYU finalized that win at Wisconsin, every BYU fan across the globe is thinking, well, if BYU can beat Wisconsin then maybe they can go in and stun Washington. It's natural progression to go that way mentally. It changed everything. There is not a single BYU fan out there that didn't have their hopes raised at least a little bit for the Cougars' chances against Washington. If they play this game 10 times, how many does BYU win? Uh, when I went into the season, I thought, I don't know, one, maybe two, because of what BYU did against Wisconsin and what they've done over the course of the season. Now I'm thinking, all right, maybe it's two or three times out of ten that BYU wins this game in Seattle at Washington. So, yes, hopes naturally raise. Expectations jump up when you pull off one of the greatest wins in BYU football history. Is it fool's gold? Some of you think it is. 
And I'm not telling you to feel or think a certain way, but I'm just saying let this game play out before you have already determined that BYU can't match up with Washington speed and it's a horrible matchup and they're going to be exposed. Just let the game play out. Let the game play out and admit to yourself that you your ch- the chances in your mind are at least a little bit better because of what BYU did against Wisconsin. Look, because of that win at Wisconsin, this impacts my my thought process on this game immensely. Washington is ranked higher than what or lower. And never Washington is 11th, Wisconsin is 6th. However you, you determine higher or lower you when, you, when you bring that up. Yes. So it was arguably a, a tougher test because of the ranking. Wisconsin was much more physical than Washington will be. Arguably, is that a good thing or a bad thing? A lot of people, me included, are worried about Washington's speed. Yes, and they, yes it, is a different, it is a different type of opponent, different skill set. I don't think it's a better matchup for BYU. No, I, I, I agree with you. It is, it's, the matchup is not as good in terms of what BYU does well versus what the opposition. Like, okay. that, that was a better matchup with Wisconsin. Okay. But I think you had arguably a better running back with Wisconsin than you do now. All right. So all of those things were against BYU and in worse shape than going and face Washington, and BYU went in and did it. That's why I said that beyond just getting the win that day, that, this, that win over Wisconsin can carry BYU a ways. Because, and let's put it in terms that everybody can understand. Regardless of what you do for a living or, or whatever, if you've never done something and you're really concerned, like, how am I going to do this? Once you do it and, and you do it well, down the road, if you ever get put in that situation again, you can always call back to that, yeah. like, okay, well, this is how I was feeling before, and it worked out because I did this, this, and this. It gives you a blueprint to not be overwhelmed. BYU's not going into this game overwhelmed not thinking they can win, and a lot of that has to do with the confidence they gained at Wisconsin. Hey, a top 20 ranking, no bones about it, is a wonderful thing. But I tell you what, the view from the top is even better, which is the view BYU women's volleyball is enjoying right now among 300 40 Division I teams, numero uno, BYU women's volleyball. They swept Pepperdine last night. They are a sparkly 13-0. Jason, will BYU women's volleyball run the table in the WCC and be undefeated entering the NCAA tournament? See, I, I think they will. And I don't want to say that and be the jinx. But, yes, I believe that they may not sweep every opponent, but this BYU team is just better than everybody else right now. I, I don't see them losing matches. They, they may drop a set here or there, but I, matches, I just don't see it. Look, the one game you circle is the game at San Diego on October 5th. Outside of that, this team is more than capable of running the table. I, I am not putting it past them at all. They are more than capable of winning every single match from this point on. They are that good. There's not a West Coast Conference team that's going to come into Provo and beat BYU in the fieldhouse. That will not happen. BYU will go undefeated in conference play at home. The real test will come when BYU gets into a weird situation, I don't know, at LMU, who is formidable foe. At Portland, who has started slow in conference, but we're 12-0 in non-conference play. When BYU gets up there into the chill center, or the child center, rather. and then what They'll does, be chill in the child what center. What does BYU do at San Diego? On the road, if it gets weird, like you drop an opening set, typically the Cougars and Heather Olmstead have responded really well in high-level situations on the road in the past. But 
with the number one ranking on the back, if things start going south, how will they respond? So I'm not going to put the expectation on BYU that they will win every match. Yes, they are capable, clearly. But more often than not, there's just a volleyball is such a delicate sport. The ball's spinning weird one way. You can't tool the block like you usually do. It can get weird, so I'm not going to say that they are going to win every game. I still think there will be one one contest out there. It just is weird. Just a dumb, inexplainable thing, inexplicable. But, man, it would be fun if they were undefeated going to the tournament, wouldn't it? That would be awesome. Look, this team is good enough to do this. Yeah, they, 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 are, they are good they enough. They are a re- – and they, they're just – they're not messing around either. They are going out and taking care of business from the get-go. Again, they may not sweep everybody. I just don't know if there are many teams in this in this in volleyball that can can beat them in five sets. I just don't think it's possible. BYU women's volleyball right now is Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference in terms of men's basketball. Yeah, it's BYU and everybody else. But how will the Cougars weather the weird situation that undoubtedly will approach at some point this season? There will be a weird situation. The pressure will mount. How do they handle that? We will see. Ah, yes. Our question of the day, back to football now. How does BYU football's win at Wisconsin impact your expectations for the Cougars against Washington? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Canyon Cougar on Twitter, Wisconsin, and all of college football for that matter, was not prepared for what BYU could bring. Coach Chris Peterson is known for his game preparation. If the Cougars, if the Cougars defeat the Huskies, it will be because they earned it on the drawing board and then on the field. Hashtag BYUSN. That's the one thing. Because of what BYU did against Wisconsin, Washington is not going to overlook the Cougars. In fact, they sent out an email from their fan base yesterday saying, hey, um, it'd be great if we could have like a purple out because we know a lot of BYU fans are going to come, so please show up and help us have a home field advantage. You should not have to send out an email. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to worry about that. Coming up, this guy right here, Spencer Linton, goes one-on-one with the big man, BYU defensive lineman Kyrus Tonga. Plus, next, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, with stats of significance. Will you feel better about BYU's chances against the Huskies after the man joins us? This is BYU Sports Station. It's a good BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, you can get better acquainted with Cougars past and present with Greg Rubel as he hosts Behind the Mic, a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. Tonight, Greg will talk with TJ Haas and Jan Jorgensen again, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. The man who blocked the extra point <laughs> to beat Washington. Well played on the schedule lineup. Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. BYUS and On Demand is always available. Downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYUSN whenever, however you would like. Joining us now in Studio B is the voice of the Cougars. His name is Greg Rubel. And he's here to hopefully help us feel better about BYU's chances at Washington. And I say that, Greg, because I get the impression that a lot of people are like, oh, BYU's already utilized uh, the good karma to beat Wisconsin. What, what do they have left against Washington? What do you think, man? 
I think the Wisconsin win established a pretty firm baseline for just how good this team can be. And if you can walk into Camp Randall and end a non-conference home win streak that goes back 15 years, what can't you do? And so, uh, yeah, if you can win in Madison, you can win in Seattle, and you can win any other game you play this year. I, I, I think it really does uh, display pretty clearly the potential of this year's football team. So why not? And with Jan Jorgensen, yes, uh, uh, we're, we're going for the good vibes this week behind the <laughs> mic because uh, BYU's last trip to Seattle ended in that uh, 28-27 win that Jan sealed with that longer-than-usual PAT block at the end. So we'll talk with Jan about that tonight. And that was, uh, and it's, it's kind of hard to believe it's already been 10 years since that game, but, but it has. And that's the one win that BYU picked up there, so why not uh, go for two? You know, the interesting thing I think we're all kind of curious to see is what the BYU offense does this week in Seattle, and is it something that uh, that we see maybe some better execution? Uh, will we see the offense that scored the points at Arizona and Wash in Wisconsin? How would you define the BYU offense right now? I call it the three D offense: disciplined, deceptive, and developing. Okay, uh, I, I really do think discipline's a big part of it, especially up front and how they play the game up, up front. Uh, and I'll look at just one component, but it's it, it, it's an important factor uh, in that Arizona game. Uh, the one thing Jeff Grimes wasn't terribly pleased about, it was a great win for BYU, of course, down in Tucson, he wasn't, he wasn't pleased with the pre-snap penalties. There were four pre-snap penalties at Arizona. In the three games since, zero. Okay, So, so that's, a, that, that, that's an example, an illustration of discipline. They went from something they had an issue with to no issues in the next three games. There is discipline there. And, of course, the way they block and the way they play, especially in the run game, shows a lot of discipline. So that, that, that's the one of the three Ds. The second is deceptive. We already know. How, uh, how BYU looks now uh, with basically almost every snap of the ball. There's a lot of shifting. There's a lot of motion. There's a lot for defenses to worry about. So there's a deception component that I think is very helpful to BYU. And then there's the uh, developing aspect. BYU hasn't played its best game yet, offensively or otherwise, yet this season. I think it's still to come. And so I think we're going to see uh, better, better efficiency and more execution as the season goes along. So three Ds, uh, disciplined, deceptive, and developing, characterizes the BYU offense right now with room to grow. Now what's interesting is the pass game has received a lot of attention because BYU's numbers haven't been eye-popping in, in the least. Yet they are going up against what many feel is the best pass defense and most talented pass defense they will face all season in Washington. So what's a realistic expectation to think, hey, BYU's taken a, a step in the right direction? Yeah, if you want to see BYU's pass game take a huge leap, this may not be the week for it. Now, they may come out and, and, and knock your socks off throwing the football, but, but by the numbers, you'd expect Washington to have a pretty decent handle on what BYU wants to do throwing the football. So this may not be the week for the numbers to start you know, popping off the page because Washington's that good at pass defense. And they really are uh, one of the very best teams in the country, where BYU's kind of struggling right now. So BYU's 113th in pass efficiency. Washington's 15th in pass efficiency defense. BYU's 120th in yards per attempt. Washington's second in defensive yards per attempt. So this may not be the week for the pass game. Again, pleasantly surprised if it is. And they don't. And it's not so much about raw numbers. I'll tell you right now, the BYU coaches, among the different benchmarks they have for their team offensively, passing yards is not one of them. Okay, there are, there, are, there are more important components than that, than that factor alone. So it may not be we need to ha- hit X number of yards. But uh, I think it's about efficiency, and that comes into are you turning the ball over through the air? Okay? BYU's had one game with two picks. That was a loss. The other three games, no INTs, they're all wins. Okay, so, so BYU's turnover numbers and turnover margin and Tanner being careful with the ball is as important as any uh, numbers he might put up just in terms of pure raw yardage. How do you think the BYU defense stacks up against the the rushing attack 
of Washington. I mean, and everyone will focus on Browning, and, and rightfully so. He's a good quarterback, but he's not the same quarterback he was, say, even two seasons ago. The rushing attacks really where you would think that slowing that down would go a long way in, in, in helping BYU get the win. Okay, Arizona and Wisconsin are both top 20 teams right now in, uh, in rush yards and yards per carry. Well, they were both held well below their averages by, uh, by BYU. That, 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 that to tells me that BYU may do and, and, and can do a really good job against Washington's run game, which is a little more single-pronged than the others, I think. Uh, and, and so they held Wisconsin to under five yards per carry. They held Arizona to under four yards per carry. And both those teams average well north of those numbers in their other games this year. So against those two opponents, you've got a pretty good indication of what BYU can do in terms of rush defense. And Washington is not the team that Arizona or Wisconsin is running the football. I mentioned those are two top 20 teams. Washington is right in the middle of the pack. In fact, very near BYU. In fact, Washington and BYU, I think, are 73rd and 75th right now in, 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 uh, in, in rush yards per carry. So they're very close to what they do offensively. And so I, I think BYU, having done very well against two better rushing teams, is in good stead to expect good things against a Washington, a more middle-of-the-pack team on the ground. The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, is with his son, BYU Sports Nation, hanging out in Studio B. The top 20 ranking has gotten a lot of notoriety. And we understand the excitement is real for BYU. It's been a long time. It's, in fact, it's two spots lower than their high in independence of number 18. What type of performance would validate BYU's number 20 ranking for some of those fans that still aren't believing that BYU is the 20th best team in the country? Well, the fact that they've done what they've done with their schedule so far, going 3-1, and one, you kind of throw the FCS out. It's a good FCS team, mind you, in McNeese. But Cal is a team uh, in, in getting ranked. Uh, Wisconsin, of course, is ranked. And Arizona, while not ranked, has bounced back nicely from starting 0-2. So the schedule's there. I think, I think voters... Res- there's a historical respect for BYU. Again, once BYU shows a, a glimmer of goodness, they're, they're going to rank them if, if the schedule's there. And so there's, the, there's a historical respect component. There's the schedule component. And because of that, people are happy to rank BYU. And that's a good thing. It doesn't take a lot to convince voters to rank BYU again because they've, they, they, have a, they are a team with a name and they are a team with a tradition. And so there's that, there's that part of it which I like. It didn't take a lot for BYU to get ranked. It took just enough to say, hey, they're, they're back, quote-unquote. Now, what will it take to validate? I think I'll know it when I see it. First of all, I already think they deserve the ranking to begin with, so I've seen enough already. But it, it's once you're in the game, you know, are you going toe-to-toe? Is it a fist fight? Are you proving to be physically Washington's match in the trenches? All these kind of things are the, are the sorts of things you know them when you see them and when you feel them. And that's what I think I'll, I'll be looking for on the weekend. All right, we're about to talk about something we don't normally talk about a whole lot, and I love it. Uh, we're going to talk about kicker. Oh, okay. Yes. Let's do it. Yes, let's. We're so talking about what? What kind of impact has Skylar Southam made on this BYU offense? Okay, he is perfect on his scoring kicks inside fifty yards. Okay, and we give guys leeway outside fifty. Of course, he's zero for one on the fifty-two yarder, right? But on eleven for eleven PATs and five for five field goals inside the fifty, every scoring kick he's had to make, the kid has made. He, BYU last season had one field goal of 45 yards or, yards or longer. Well, Skyler's gone 45 and 47 in back-to-back weeks. So he has two, four, he has two, two field goals of 45-plus in four games or this season. The last season that BYU had two field goals 
of 45 yards or longer, that's over the entire season, was 2011. Oh, man. So seven years ago. So BYU <laughs> scratched the seven-year itch when it comes to long field goals. Justin Sorensen, that year hit from 45 and 46. Well, Skyler's already at 45 and 47 with a lot of games left to play and a lot of leg left to see, I think. So uh, let's, let's pay, pay attention to the fact that BYU has a scoring weapon at kicker. Part of the offensive arsenal now is kicker, and it hasn't been that way for a while. Okay, and that is a stat that matters, Greg, but what else do you have for us in that category? Well, BYU's offensive numbers, pure raw offensive numbers, aren't jumping off the page right now, say compared to last season, but there are a couple of components that really are jumping off the page and making the difference between last year's start and this year's start, and and, and they're comprised in two elements, ball security and scoring efficiency. Okay, in ball security, BYU's turnover, BYU's giveaways per game are down almost 65 percent over last year. They were giving it away 2.1 times a game last year. It's 0.75 giveaways per game this year. Last year, one of every six drives ended in a turnover. This year, it's about one of every 20 drives are ending in a turnover. Okay, that is a huge jump. Last year, BYU ended 118th in turnover margin, and we're still early, but they're tied for 12th in that same category right now. In their three wins, one giveaway. In their one loss, two giveaways. Okay, so we're seeing that just that, that, that alone, ball security is making a huge difference for BYU. And you can win a lot of games just by taking care of the football. But the scoring efficiency number is another one to take a look at. Last year in the first four games, it was one FCS and three P5s. BYU was averaging under 10 points per game. That number is 25 points a game right now. Not eye-popping, but enough to win three of four, including P5 games. Red zone, touchdown percentage. Last year, 44%, 44.7, one of the worst teams in the country. This year, 64.3. It's a 20% leap, and that includes a red zone drive that they'll count in the stats that they didn't score on last week when they knelt down to end the game. That counts as a red zone failure. We know it really wasn't. That's factored in. Uh, there was a touchdown pass dropped at the goal line. That also brought the number down a bit. That said, they're more than 20% up on red zone touchdown percentage, and that is huge. And I brought this up on Twitter earlier this week, but uh, it took BYU nine games to get to 100 points last year. <laughs> oh, god! They got there in four games this year. Okay, so that, that, that's an improvement too. So taking care of the ball and being more efficient, especially inside the 20, has made all the difference for BYU. That 24-point threshold has been a very yes. interesting it, Historically, it holds up really well. Yeah. So, yeah. BYU Sports Nation, you're welcome. I hope you feel so much better about this week. <laughs> in Seattle. You're welcome. There are, there are a lot of reasons to feel yeah. good about this yeah. team. A lot of reasons, yeah. Uh, let's feel good about what Greg Rubel has on uh, BYU Radio tonight as well. We look forward to a fantastic behind the mic, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain with Jan Jorgensen and TJ Haas. And TJ Haas, yeah, basketball practices, first official one tomorrow. So it is basketball season. It is upon us. I'm very curious to see how this BYU team, but particularly the offense looks from last year to this. A change in coaching will mean a change in approach and how will it impact this BYU team. Nick Emery's back in the mix. How will, be, how will he be integrated and how soon will it look till Nick is back? And, uh, and guys who maybe, uh, maybe dipped a bit last year, can they become their old selves again? And uh, I, I'm just super pumped for this BYU basketball team. I've been watching them play a little bit, and everyone's healthy, and there are some versatile weapons on this year's uh, squad. I love them. Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. Great. That time Thanks of so year. Much. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it, Greg. You Thank bet, guys. You. you bet. All right, coming up, he's dominating the line of scrimmage, and Kairos Tonga dominates his interview with Spencer Linton. That's coming up in about 10 minutes. I dare you to boo him. <laughs> he likes I it. dare you, Washington. Plus, what's the chance BYU women's volleyball is a number no 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 run the table. yeah they were on the table yeah. yeah what's the what's the chance jason don't answer it uh, this is BYU sports Nation. 
Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. It's the latest in Cougar sports with a social media twist. You can watch it right now on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, and revisit today's BYUSN headlines. Ah, yes, 20th-ranked BYU football in the midst of preparation for another Power 5 road game. The third and the first five of the season. They'll take on number 11 Washington this Saturday in Seattle. BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes says that despite the low offensive rankings, the only stat that matters to him is the final score. Amen and amen. The game will be broadcast on the Fox Network nationally as well as BYU Radio at 830 Eastern, 630 Mountain. Kalani Sitake says the team is excited and you can see it in that preparation. Yeah, and the guys are really excited for it, and you can t- you can sense it right now in the preparation. So, um, it's, I think it's a good setup for us right now to go into Seattle and have a good time and have a lot of fun, and, and we'll play hard and we'll have a, we'll have a chance to have a good showing. Women's volleyball wins three to nothing on the road at Pepperdine. Ronnie Jones Perry led the team with 16 kills. This team just keeps rolling. The win was also head coach Heather Olmstead's 100th victory as the head coach of the Cougars. Brand new cross-country rankings released, and the men's team at BYU remains number two in the country. BYU's women's cross-country team stays at number 11. Both teams will compete this weekend at the Notre Dame Joe Piane Invite. Women's golfer Naomi Soifua tied for eighth place at the Coeur d'Alene Collegiate Championship, the first individual top ten finish of the season. Last year, she finished in the top ten four times. Now, as a team, Cougars finished in fifth place overall. The team will have a two-week break before heading to Seattle. It's time to have some fun with percentages and play What's the Chance? BYU Sports Nation asks... What's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Jason Shepard, I'm going first. Number one, what's the chance BYU football's defense will hold Miles Gaskin, star running back, yep. under 100 yards rushing? We don't know yet if he's 100%, do we? I, I, I don't know if that's out there. Look, if this defense can hold Jonathan Taylor, in parentheses, Thomas, to... Uh, to far below his season average, which at the time was 200 yards rushing a game, I, I don't think it's crazy that they can do the same thing with Miles Gaskin. I would say it's probably 70% they hold him under 100 yards rushing. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go 70 confidence. Well, we don't even know what the status of BYU's defense in terms of health is. Is Kyrus Tonga going to be there? Kyrus Tonga will be there. Then I like our chances. But what about the nicks and bruises that could potentially keep out some other key members of the BYU defense? We don't know. And the the coaches aren't going to show those cards until they absolutely have to, which is when the defense takes the field. So how does that factor in? I think BYU has a good chance of holding Miles Gaskin under 100 yards because I don't think that BYU will be tested a lot with the run offense. Chris Peterson is going to try and throw the ball. They're going to try and uh, throw no, they, the ball. They will, yes, but I, 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 think, I think they will try and establish the run. How much, though? I don't, I don't know. He's too good to not try and well, establish no, no, no. I'm it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't know that the run game will be as prominent as it has been in previous games for Washington based on what they see on film, and I think Washington feels like they can attack BYU through the air. Fair enough. Number two, what's the chance BYU throws for over 200 yards on Saturday? I'm going to say, oh, man, 10, 10%. 
10%. I just don't think this is the week that BYU breaks the 200 mark. I think it's going to be time of possession, uh, more ground and pound, hold on to the ball, try and establish that run game against Washington's front. This is not the week for BYU to try and go 200-plus through the air. That's not to say that they won't try and take a few shots yeah. and catch a big play, but this this Washington pass defense is legit. Yeah, it's uh, it's very good. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, th- I think it's a low percentage. I, I'll say 25%. I, I agree with you. This They will certainly try. And look, you can pick a, a couple of... Uh, big plays, get some chunk yards, maybe you get close to it. I, I'll say 25% right now. Yeah, BYU has 350 or 375 total yards of offense mm-hmm. against Washington on the road. And then I think they'll be in good position to potentially win the game. Yeah, absolutely. What's the chance BYU beats Washington on Saturday straight up, Jason? Just straight up beats them? Can I say 50%? <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I'm going to say 50%. She's probably put blue goggles on with that. 50%. And I got to go with my <laughs> blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. Okay. Blue goggle alert. A Terminator. Blue goggle, blue goggles. goggles. Yeah, I'll say 50%. Wow, you like the Cougars' chances in Seattle. 50%. A place that they haven't typically played their best football, but history is history. This is what matters now in front of us. Hey, Jan Jorgensen, his memory will be there. <laughs> the good vibes. The good vibes. The the block. Okay, I'm not ready to go 50%, Jason, but again, I go back to the metric. If they played the game 10 times, how many do I think BYU would win? I'm somewhere between two and three. So I say 25% chance BYU wins this game in Seattle at Washington. Higher than the 6% of the FPI from ESPN. All right, number four. What's the chance Taysom Hill will score a touchdown this season for the Saints? 99%. He's involved in way too many yes. things to not have more than a few opportunities to score a touchdown, especially in a goal line scenario. They're going to run him out there and let him do the read option, and he's going to get into the end zone at some point. Look, between goal line option opportunities, uh, returns, even even going down and, and maybe blocking somebody, the ball comes loose, he picks it up and runs it in. He's on the field in too many different scenarios to not score. I'm saying 100%. Oh, you're it's going gonna, It's going to happen. one up in me. It's happening. Yeah, I said 99%. I was like, yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah, you won up to me. Yes. Yeah, nice job, Jason. 99.1%. So uh, it's fair to say that when I ask you what the chance BYU Volleyball runs the table in West Coast Conference play, you're going to go 100%. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Why did you take the blue goggles off? <laughs> Don't need them for it. They're that good. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, which BYU program released its upcoming schedule? That and more in the Cougar Whip Around. Uh, Kairos Tonga enjoys horse meat and he enjoys being booed. What's the deal about all of that? Also, his mom still thinks he needs a haircut. An amazing interview is on the way next. That hair is awesome. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go. The MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Women's soccer begins conference play versus Gonzaga Thursday night at Southfield. You can watch on BYU TV or listen on BYU Radio at 9 Eastern, radio pregame at 8.30 Eastern. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation, with our question of the day. How much does BYU football's win at Wisconsin impact your expectations for what the Cougars do against Washington? 
at JJ Chev on Twitter answers rather. It changed a lot. Actually, I had the Wisconsin game marked down as a 15 plus point loss. Now I believe BYU can beat Washington. If BYU can continue playing sound stout defense. And if BYU can get out offense clicking as well, I could see winning out and getting, I can't even say it. Yeah. Wow. Can't even do yeah. It. Okay. Even with the blue goggles blue on, goggle a little alert. hesitant. Blue goggle alert. He continues. And getting alert. into blue a New alert. Year's Six Bowl. That means beating Washington, beating Boise State, and beating Utah. Holy cow. That would be one heck of a season. <laughs> and that would be a lot of fun. Let's, let's do that. Yes, let's do that. Uh, maybe all of the fans that BYU will play against to just continually boo BYU with extra gusto because there's a certain lineman that enjoys it. His name is Kyrus Tonga. He's an NFL prospect. I had the opportunity to go one-on-one with him after practice. He is the defensive beast. Here's BYU Sports Nation All Access to Kyrus Tonga. Kyrus, Road Power 5 games seem like an old hat at this point. You've played at Arizona. You've played at Wisconsin. Both wins. Now you're going to at number 11, Washington. What do you think about another challenge, another top 15 team on the road? Uh, we love it. Personally, I, I love it a lot. I think it's going to be fun, and we're, we're super excited as a team to, to go out and to, just to play our game. What does Washington do differently that uh, you haven't seen in opposing offenses up to this point in the season? Um, I think they're just they're just a, a hard team, a hard running team. They have a a great quarterback, a great old line, a great running back. Um, so it's gonna be fun. Just I know they're gonna want to run the ball a lot. They the games we've been watching, they they're very good at the ground game. So uh, we're excited for that matchup, and we'll see uh, how it turns out. If you had a preference as a guy that's in the middle of the defensive line. Do you like a team that wants to run the ball more or wants to throw the ball more? I like it when they run the ball. Yeah, it's. I'm not very good at pass rushing. So I, I'd rather take up the double team than having to run around and chase a quarterback. So, so when Sione and uh, Adam and Butch and Zane and all those guys are racking up tackles, are, are you taking partial credit for that? Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for, for them because that means we're doing our job. If, if the linemen are touching them, then we're doing something correct. So if they're coming in clean, they get all the pictures taken and stuff, hey, we're happy for them. So <laughs> it's, a, it's, a good, it's a win-win situation for us. Get this man's face on camera some more. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Kyrus. Um, after you beat Wisconsin, you come home, you take care of McNeese. BYU is all of a sudden ranked 20th in the country, and I know that your coaches have done a good job of, hey, great, we're in the rankings, but it's all about the next game. How do you handle, uh, I guess, the added notoriety of being a nationally ranked team? I think just the way our coach has been teaching us, it's cool to, like, it, that's one of our goals, to be a top 25 team, but the season's not ending tomorrow, so... We have a, a long schedule ahead of us. We just got to continue to work on it. We can't dwell on being number 20. We just got to continue to be better and better every day. A lot of BYU Sports Nation was concerned when they saw your hand kind of in a club at Wisconsin and had a brace on it. Um, how, how's your hand feeling, and, and how are you feeling health-wise? My hand is, is way better now. Uh, now that I can play with my, my left hand. Wisconsin had it cast it up, so it's, it's good now. I'm, I'm happy with it. 
was mobile. <laughs> it's always nice to be able to move your yeah. hand. Granted, that means you probably have to do more schoolwork, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In film... What is the number one thing that Washington does that you feel like is going to be the biggest challenge that this BYU defensive front will face? Um, I think they're just going to try to be physical up front and try to try to run it uh, um, as early as they can. Because I, I know, I, I've seen watching their games, they as soon as they get the ground running um, game going on, and the, it opens up for pass and play action. So as long as we stop the run... We'll continue to work on, on that, but we'll focus on the run first, and if they want to pass, we'll, we'll trust in our linebackers, our DBs, to, to make those plays. We're with BYU defensive lineman Kyrus Tonga here after practice as BYU gets ready for number 11 Washington. What do their running backs do differently than the running backs that you have played against this year in Arizona, Cal, Wisconsin, and so forth? I think each running back had their, their own special thing, um, but every, every running back... Um, I think brings something different to the table. Uh, this running back we're about to play is he's shifty, he's patient, um, he trusts his own line, and he likes to hit the soft spot. So uh, we're just we're looking forward to it, and uh, whatever happens, well, I know we'll continue to, to work hard with this. So. What is it like to run into a hostile environment like that? You did it at Wisconsin. I imagine it'll be a similar scenario in Seattle. I think it's fun. It's fun. I uh, I don't know. There's something about being booed gets me happy. So I don't know. Just I guess like being able to to prove a point. Um, it's it's fun to go out and just uh, to work hard and have fun somewhere else on someone else's field, and especially with ours. So I think it's fun. Not many people would say they get happy when they're booed, Kyra. So walk walk me through that mentality. How long did it take you to get to that juncture? I think it was. Uh, when we walked into LSU last year and being booed so loud, I got excited. I'm like, there's no one who believes in us in there. So I think just every single time we're being booed, there's just a point to prove. Um, and there's, uh, it's, it's, we're about to go have fun and prove a lot of people wrong. So I know your coaches grade you out upon each game and each performance. Um, how would you grade yourself and, and your performance <laughs> through four games. Kyrus doesn't need sunglasses, by the way. How, how would you grade your performance through four games? Uh, I think I can get better each day. I, I know what, I have a lot to learn um, from the, the first four games. Uh, there's a lot of things to improve. So I, if, I don't know. I think I, I can just do better and better each day. <laughs> Does your mom still like your hair? Um, no. <laughs> my mom, yeah, she brought it up on Saturday. She said, uh, I need to cut it. So, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm going to cut it soon, so. Is it a good luck charm of sorts, though? It's been good luck so far, so. Yeah. I'm going to keep it, and then whatever happens, if we, if something else happens down the road, I'll cut it, but I have to listen to my mom, so. We'll finish with this. Uh, Elisa Tuiaki was shown on camera dancing after the home win against McNeese. Um, how would you grade his dance performance in the locker room? Yeah, I, I give it an A plus, a, a plus plus. He, <laughs> he brought it. I, I didn't think he could move like that, but I just hope his back is okay. So, yeah. but it was fun. <laughs> Great stuff, Kyrus. Let's give you some uh, BYU Sports Nation karma for a good luck boost in Washington, man. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Kyrus Tong. Thanks so much for the time. Yep. He's a very likable person. Yes, he is.
You know what? And it's smart giving the guy that's going to determine your playing time an A++. <laughs> yes, and we all hope your back's okay, Lisa. Yes, certainly, certainly. All right, coming up, the elite voice of the day. And if you missed anything of relevance, not to worry. We've got it all packaged up nicely in the Cougar Whip around. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Greg Rubel and Kairos Tonga of BYU Football. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com to view full episodes. All right, I'm not even going to mention the the rude things that you and Jerem say to Dennis Pitta. Don't put me in there. Um, I, I, I think it's rude to do this to one of the greatest to ever play at BYU. So I'm going to say, Dennis Pitta, you are welcome on this show anytime. <laughs> Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Don't put that evil on me, Jason. (laughs) Number 20, BYU football continues preparations for their game against number 11, Washington. That's this Saturday in Seattle at Husky Stadium. The game will be broadcast on Fox, the big boy Fox Network, and and BYU Radio getting underway 8.30 Eastern time. Volleyball wins three sets to none. Another sweep. They take care of Pepperdine. Ronnie Jones Perry led the Cougars with 16 kills. BYU now 13 and 0, number one in the country. They return home to face Gonzaga on Thursday night. Cross country. New cross country rankings were released, and the men's team remains number two in the nation. The women's team stays at number 11. Both teams will compete this weekend at Notre Dame. Golf. Women's golfer Naomi Soifua tied for eighth place at the Coeur Lane Collegiate Championship. First individual top 10 finish of the season for the Cougars. Gymnastics. BYU Gymnastics released part of their 2019 home schedule. The season begins with the annual blue and white meet. That will be on Friday, December 14th, before hosting the University of Utah on January 11th. snap. Today's rise and shout belongs to... Heather Olmstead. Yes, Picking up her 100th career win as the head coach of the top-ranked BYU women's volleyball team. She's not even halfway through her fourth season. (laughs) Incredible. She's good. Our question of the day is how much does BYU football's win at Wisconsin impact your expectations against Washington? How about our elite voice of the day, Jason? (laughs) Presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years at DBYU Fan for Life on Twitter. I always had hope BYU could pull off a win in Husky Stadium, but the W in Wisconsin definitely gave me confidence that it can happen. Due mostly to my increased confidence in the offensive staff, they proved they know how to prepare the players to win against anyone. Hey, the Cougs are getting the dub at the dub. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That is trademark pending. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, get that in there, man. For Jason, I am Spencer. Shout out to Manasseh Tonga. Go Cougs!